Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And we're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 in Capitol. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay, and we're in the Equitable Bank building there, directly across from Winkies. And we are now able to service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. So we welcome you to visit us at any of our locations or go to ellenbecker.com. Today is one of the topics that's always um, so much fun for me, and that is talking about Milwaukee film and the festival. And I think in the past, so many people thought, well, the Milwaukee film is only about the festival, but we're about so much more. And I have been very blessed to be on that board, and I've sort of lost track for how many years now that I've actually been um, with the Milwaukee Film, and Jonathan Jackson, um, our director, has been on talking about the actual film festival. But today, we have Gerald Blanks, who is uh, working with the Black Lens and Community Festival director, and he is really leading the efforts on a whole new festival. And so, I also have another guest today, and that's Heidi Moore, and she's with Freighter Hospital, and it's kind of interesting to uh, share with you today, why would Freighter Hospital be um, really getting into a marriage with um, the Milwaukee Film and the Black Lens and Community Festival. So I'm just going to start right out, Gerald. Tell us a little bit about Milwaukee Film and where it's kind of been, and of course we've got some really great things happening, and uh, why this is such an important um, new partnership. So most people know by now, hopefully they know by now, that we took over uh, operations of the Oriental Theater, the historic Oriental Theater on Milwaukee's east side I mean, last year. And what that means, um, it's not just having a theater for our festival, right? Um, a beautiful theater, three screens, an auditorium <laughs> that seats over a thousand people. It's not just having uh, a cinema palace for our festival. It is having a home. Right. Essentially, that's what the Oriental is for us. It's a home. And when I get up in front of crowds and I introduce a film, that is a part of my speech is that this is our home. We want this to be your home. Right. We want you to think of this as a safe place for you to come where you know you're welcome. You will see great films. You will see them with people, you know, people who want your business, who want (laughs) you to be there, (laughs) which is very important. Right. Um, but also now we can do year-round programming, and I can't stress that enough to people. Like Before, we were the 15 days of the festival, and that was it. You didn't really see or hear from us as much. We were still around, but now, I mean, you can come see us 365 days a year, right? And the programming that we can do year-round is absolutely amazing. And when we bring people from around the country to see the theater, they're blown away, right? <laughs> so... Well, it's gorgeous. It is. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it takes you back to another time with the type of interior that's there. Now, 
there are pros and cons to that, right? <laughs> because it takes you back to a time in which technology was a little bit different, right? <laughs> so, and architecture and all types of things like uh, HVAC uh, um, uh, um, um, uh, systems, right? But um, as many people know, we've been going through uh, different phases of construction. We're actually in another phase now that will end right in time for our Minority Health Film Festival. Uh, ripping out the old concession stand, putting in a new one. Um, it's funny, when we redid the women's bathrooms, <laughs> that was a big deal. I mean, people talked about it. I, I, obviously, I had no idea, right? <laughs> but I had heard how bad the situation was, um, how small it was. And so that was one phase, you know, new concession stand. We're doing soundproofing. We're doing a lot of things that the, the average moviegoer – wouldn't necessarily care about uh, until they compare, like, the sound at our theater maybe with another one. Well, now we're doing soundproofing. We're doing all of these cool things to get the Oriental up to where it needs to be. It's been a huge investment in, in resources and in funding. But, but when, Milwaukee has really come out to support the initiative. It was fabulous. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it's actually amazing how much money yes. we raise in a short <laughs> amount of time. It is. <clears throat> but that speaks to um, how important this theater is to people. And so when we said, hey, we have this beautiful landmark that is in need of repair, or, or as Jonathan likes saying, in need of a little bit of love, people came out. Mm -hmm. And so... When the construction is done over, you know, over the course of the next year or so, we are going to have, imagine having this historic cinema palace built in 1927, but up to date in terms of technology, right? And, um, and, and it's growing. I can't talk too much about this, okay? <laughs> but, but there are plans. Jonathan has a vision, and he showed me blueprints. There are plans to expand. So yes. just keep in mind that, we didn't just take this place over, right? We we are we are taking the Oriental, and I think expanding what people thought this theater could be. Well, in addition to that, which I think we think about going to the movies just for entertainment, but this is really about education and the children that are able to go on an annual basis now um, for different types of programming is, is just incredible, the amount of kids that we're reaching into the school system. It's interesting because I don't know that people always think about film from a from a pedagogical sense, right? So for, I mean, in terms of education. And um, one of the things for me is film was sort of my entry into the world. Like my mother and I, growing up, she took me to films all the time. Sometimes she probably took me to films I should not have been going to. <laughs> but that was our thing. That was our thing. We went to the movies all the time, and it opened me up to the world. And it it made me see the world. I thought the world was my neighborhood. Right in films and know there's a whole other world out there, and so Kara Ogburn does uh, is the director of education for us. She does a wonderful job in merging film and and um, you know education, but also finding a way to make it palatable for kids. Right, because you can't just stick a kid in a two-hour documentary and say go learn. Mm -hmm. Right, you have to find something that engages kids and, and we're talking about whether they're five or 15 my daughter's eight and she loves the film festival 
but my daughter, uh, my daughter loves anything with popcorn. Like if, if <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's not. No, this is the real, <laughs> the real stuff. This is the real popcorn. Yeah. The other thing that's so um, incredible is that the Milwaukee Film Festival is really reaching into the community to try and develop the minds and the ability for other people who want to be filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, working with the colleges, working with you, you, the, all the universities to try and um, raise the awareness so that other people can be involved. Yeah, so we have the Milwaukee Filmmakers uh, Alliance, MFA, which is run by Molly Vay. And uh, it's an interesting program. A lot of people are still finding out about it. But, like, over the weekend, um, I sometimes work on the weekends, unfortunately. (laughs) Molly was in there, and she had a writer's workshop, right? And she had people from the community talking about the art of screenwriting, right? And so we have all of these services that... um, you know, a lot of people are still sort of becoming familiar with, but mm-hmm. we do education, we do community outreach, we do workshops for the community. We want to engage local filmmakers because, and you know, we have funding for local filmmakers. Like Blood at the Doorstep was uh, a big local film, and it was funded by us, and we funded uh, numerous local films that have gone national. So. We are trying to do our best. Not only do we want to be seen as uh, one of the great national or international festivals. That is our goal, to be... And we're in the top ten. Yeah, so (laughs) we're in the top ten nationally. We want to be in the top ten globally, right? Yes. Uh, So, but but we're getting there. Um, And what's interesting about Milwaukee is when you say Milwaukee, no one ever thinks film, (laughs) right? In the next five to ten years, people are going to start to associate us with being one of the, mil, uh, the hub. filmmaking hubs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really exciting. I think we're going to take our first break. And then, um, Heidi, I'd like to introduce you and have you come in. And how does a hospital, <laughs> Frieder Hospital, get associated with the Milwaukee Film Festival? Right. And I think that's one of the, the really interesting and exciting things about Milwaukee is and the Milwaukee film and as you said Jonathan's vision is really to stretch outside of the box mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. to look at other ways that we can improve and lift our community and with that we'll be right back Sort of heading up and spearheading the Black Lens and Community Festivals, and he's the director. And we're here to talk about that as well as the Milwaukee Film Festival. But on another whole twist, <laughs> Heidi Moore, who is with Freighter Hospital, is their main festival partner. Which, <laughs> welcome to the show, Heidi. Thank you. Thank you for having that me. That is a twist. Um, yes. One wouldn't, you know, it's hard to imagine how that would come together. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen um, some of the statistics out there about the um, different population who isn't really being served. Mm-hmm. And to have this awareness is is really incredible. So maybe you can give us a little background as to how you are developing this partnership and why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you really hit it 
on the head, you know, in regards to just why we're doing it. But let me share a little bit more. So I actually have to take you back a bit. So um, I've been with Freighter. We love a journey. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Well, let me take you on one. So um, I've been with Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin for five years now. And um, and I think you said my title, Emerging Markets and Inclusion, right? So when I worked for global companies, emerging markets meant, hey, we're going to go and explore and see if we can do business in China or India or Mexico. And so what does emerging markets mean for Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin? Well, we knew that there were communities that we weren't connecting to um, on the deep level. And, um, and we knew that by data, actually. So there was some research done prior to me joining, right before I joined, um, that really demonstrated that we have an opportunity with specific communities. And some of those communities included the African-American black community, the Hispanic or Latinx community, um, to start. Since that time, we've done initial um, some additional research um, to also demonstrate that with the Asian community, especially the Hmong community, which is, you know, unique to Wisconsin, California, Minnesota, primarily, um, we have some opportunities. And, and there are other communities I could talk about. But um, in any case, what we heard from the leaders of these communities is, we're not sure if you really care about us. And the way and the reason we're saying that is we don't see you in the community. We don't see you at some of the events that are maybe table stake kind of events um, for community organizations, some of the galas, some of the luncheons and that kind of thing. So my role was created to start for us to really sort of bridge that gap and address that gap. And so now we're at the galas. Um, We're at all the luncheons and all of that. But I think beyond that, a partnership with Milwaukee Film gives us the opportunity to engage with community members in a in a much more meaningful way, to be quite honest with you. And so um, our partnership with Milwaukee Film actually started about three years ago. I and then Andres Gonzalez, our chief diversity officer, um, we met with Jonathan and others um, to just explore, well, is there a way for us to partner with Milwaukee Film, not only to um, connect with community members that we wanted to um, and wanted to target, but also to use film as a medium to help educate. So a different way of education that we were talking about earlier, we're talking about educating our providers, our staff, our leaders of the organization who serve diverse communities but maybe have an opportunity to understand some of the root causes to some of the health outcomes that we're seeing. And so um, for the past three years, we've been partnering with Gerard as well as others um, for the Black Lens film series. Um, specifically for Black Lens, it's been a kickoff reception. And then also for the Cine Sin Frontera film series, um, which focuses on um, stories from like a Latinx um, community standpoint. And so um, in partnering in, in that partnership, what we found is we found that we've been able to start to engage community members um, who we end up seeing in our clinics and end up seeing in our hospitals. Um, simply because they saw us supporting efforts like Cine Sin Frontera and Black Lens. And so, um, so then when, you know, Gerard approached us with a brand new idea for this Minority Health Film Festival, it made a lot of sense to us. Um, not only for those reasons, but now, and, and I know we're going to talk about the specific film festival in a moment, but now we get to take health topics and engage with the community about those specific health topics first by enjoying a film together. 
Um, so, so that's really a big reason why we started partnering with Milwaukee Film. You know, the other thing I'll share is that um, we're really trying to, as Freighter and Medical College of Wisconsin, we're really trying to demonstrate our, our commitment to all communities, all people. And so we've actually signed up for a, a series of a variety of pledges. So um, one would be the Human Rights Campaign Health Equality Pledge. It's something that is a designation for us that many other healthcare centers do not have. And it, it basically says that we're paying attention to the cultural nuances when it comes to providing culturally relevant care. Um, with HRC, that's specifically with, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. However, we also took the health equity pledge. Um, and Kathy Jacobson, our president and CEO, is the one signing these pledges. So the American Hospital Association has this health equity pledge, which really says, you know, as a healthcare system, we are committed to providing uh, culturally relevant um, care and responsive care. And so that is the impetus, I'd say, for the reason why we then identify partners, strong partners, such as Milwaukee Film, to help us really live up to our vision and mission. And those are just some of the examples of how we're beginning to demonstrate that. And I would guess that um, people feeling uneducated don't feel safe in terms of um, what's available, what what they can use or what they can afford. And so by providing this education, maybe gets them over that hurdle of just not knowing. Yeah, well, so that definitely is a part of it. Um, there's this concept that those of us in healthcare are really trying to wrap our round, arms around, and it's called social determinants of health. And so basically the gist of it is, if we just think about ourselves, just even as an individual, right? Well, when it comes to our wellness, how healthy we are, really only 20% of that can be addressed by Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin. So it gets addressed by when you visit the doctor, when you see a specialist, or when you show up at one of our hospitals, for example. 20%. So then where's the other 80%? The other 80% has to do with where do you live? How are you living? What's your neighborhood? What's your social network like? What's your educational level like? What income are you bringing in? How's food? How's availability? For, for all of those things. So to the point that you made, absolutely, it's another reason why a partnership with Milwaukee Film helps us to really more so have conversation and educate and engage with that other 80% of what really contributes to us being a healthy person. If that makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> it does make sense because, you know, I think this whole idea of health care is very frightening and mm -hmm. nobody really does understand it. Mm -hmm. And we're talking with our clients about health care all the time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I always tell our clients is that we can help them, help them with risk. We can help them you know, understand tax implications. We can help them to determine what their cost of living is mm -hmm. going to be like. But the one thing that we can't do is, is you know, help them with their health care. Mm -hmm. They have to take that responsibility to be healthy and to mm -hmm. understand their bodies. And because truly health care is going to be one of the things that erodes a, per a portfolio the most. And so it's that education to help mm -hmm. people understand that you know, they have to take care of their body right. and opening that door in a way that maybe they can hear it. Mm -hmm. Oh, would be, absolutely. Would be really great. Yeah. 
We're going to take a break real quick. And when we come back, let's take a look at how this is going to work and what types of things people can expect Mm -hmm. to learn from that. And it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely for everybody. With that, we'll be right back. Film Festival and a marriage between <laughs> the the two big entities here, Frederick and the Milwaukee Film Festival. Gerard, can you, and you're with the Milwaukee Film Festival, but you are really the festival director for this Black Lens. And um, can you talk just a little bit more about how that's going to work from the from the festival's point of view, and then some of the things that we can expect to see. And then uh, make sure you guys have your pencils and everything ready because we're going to give you information as to how you can become a member or how you can attend some of these programs. And would this be something uh, that you're also putting out there to schools and Mm -hmm. um, those types of things, or is this more for adults? No, this is for everybody. So so I have a dual role at Milwaukee Film. Uh, I am the director of Black Lens, and I, I am also the director of Community Festivals. Black Lens is a showcase within the film festival, but it is also a program that does year-round pro- uh, programming, uh, highlighting the work of African-American filmmakers. Community Festivals is a new initiative. Um, actually, this is the first event for Community Festivals. Now, it wasn't supposed to start Community Festivals until 2020, but Heidi somehow convinced <laughs> me to let's let's do it now. So, so the Minority Health Film Festival really came about because it was at first it was a Black Lens event, but um, when we pitched it to Heidi, she had she had really uh, big ideas, and so it became a, a bigger thing. We said, well, how's it under community festivals? Community festivals basically a really simple way to think about it is Milwaukee Film is going to partner with organizations and corporations like Frederick and the Medical College of Wisconsin to create mini festivals. And Jonathan doesn't like the term mini festivals, but they're three to four day festivals. Yeah. <laughs> he calls them really, really large festivals. They're three to four days and they, they focus on a topic or a thing that that corporation or organization um, has some relationship with. And right? depth. Yeah. And so the idea is... We put these festivals on, um, and, and it could be one a month, um, two a month. Uh, according to Jonathan, we could do one a week. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's going to run that, but, um, yeah, I mean, but so the Minority Health Film Festival really came about because I was trying to think of what was the next thing, and I thought about health. And so as I tend to do, I did my Googles, I go to the Internet, and I just go down the rabbit hole, right, until I I get inspired. And I came across Minority Health Month, which is actually um, this initiative that is under the, the health department, uh, federal health department, uh, that is uh, observed around the country. So I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. But it was in April. So I remember initially, this is like January, and I'm pitching this <laughs> festival for April. And I was like, no, April won't work, but how about September? So when Heidi came on, and Heidi really just took this thing and said, all right, let's go. <laughs> um, so the two of us really, we spent weeks, even months, brainstorming mm-hmm. with some 
um, with uh, other folks at Freighted, other folks at Milwaukee Film, and we came up with this idea of doing films, doing a health and resource fair, doing forums and panels, and then having featured speakers come. And, and, and it's all around the, the idea of health care in communities of color. And why that is so important is because when you're talking about immigrant populations, right, when you're talking about populations, um, men and women who are descendants of slaves, right? You're talking about people who have dealt with uh, historical discrimination and oppression. Uh, and you're also talking about groups of people, populations, where health care has been sort of a precarious notion, right? Do I go see a doctor? Do I trust a doctor, right? Um do I talk to my family about issues I'm having with my emotional and mental health? Mm-hmm. Right? These are... Those are no-nos. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's funny. You know what's amazing yeah. is it's the same. When you cut across these different communities of color, I'm listening, you, you know, I'm, I'm listening to people speak in the Hmong community. And they're saying the same things that people in the Latinx mm-hmm. community, in the black community, and mm-hmm. we're all saying, no, no, you don't do that. You don't talk <laughs> about that. And it's like, wait, your mother died at 45 of heart disease. You need to be talking about that, right? Your family has a history of mental illness. We need to be talking about that. And it's like, no, that's taboo. And so I feel like now. And they have shame associate there's so much shame Mm -hmm. associated with some of that and and a a big part of it is because there's been this idea especially in communities of color that you just overcome Mm -hmm. you just deal with it i mean Mm -hmm. we've all we've all heard that from our our parents right like well in my day we just we walked (laughs) four miles to school and we didn't complain and we didn't have shoes and it was in the snow and 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 there's some truth to that right and there is some truth to uh to sort of the generational hardships that um, Americans have gone through, but at the same time, we're at a different place. We are. We have the technology in this country is amazing, right? The 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 healthcare technology, and and the access that that we have to certain things that we didn't have, our parents and grandparents didn't have. And so now, this is a time. If there's any time, it's now. Especially when you think of the internet and social media, how connected we all are, how easy it is for me to talk to someone across the world about an issue like uh, mental health, right? This is the time for us to start having these discussions. And what I love about film and my experience with film, my very personal experience is that I can connect with film in a way that I couldn't connect growing up with other people, right? There were certain things that I just, I just, I, I, I was feeling an emotion and I saw it on screen. I was like, yep, I connect with that, right? And so I've noticed how film engages our community. So that was sort of the, uh, the carrot, right? Now, once we've got you here, Heidi's going to talk to you <laughs> about some things, right? Yeah, you just went to see that film, but how's your blood pressure, right? <laughs> so we're going to talk to you about some things. But then what's so great is we've got all these great panels from local and national speakers. We're talking, we have a panel just on juicing just talking about the benefits of juicing in communities of color, right? Mm-hmm. Because what's what's interesting is this is concept called food deserts. So depending on where you live in a particular city, in an urban setting, 
you might not have access to healthy foods. So what do you do? And so this idea of how can we how can we do better in terms of our health and wellness? How can we open up discussions? How can we use film? Take responsibility. Yeah, and 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 take responsibility, but let us help you sort of make that first step because I know for me taking the first step to dealing with a, a health or medical issue it was usually someone that I cared about or that cared about me that said, I need you to do this, right? I need you to do this. And it might not have been the first time or the second time, but eventually I said, okay, I need to do this for me. And so what we're helping is, we're hoping is we'll get people down here and we'll start that discussion. And it might not be the mm-hmm. discussion that gets them to go to the doctor, but at least we're starting that discussion. That's that's really the idea. You know, it's um, it's really hard to imagine a, a person who's grown up in an area that, I mean, I think of myself with my parents, they never exercised. I mean, a gym, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, go outside and play. But And as I aged, it was like I was never taught to exercise or that exercise was important. And so, but I have friends who grew up that way, and it's just automatic. And you take individuals who have grown up in an area where it's they have no familiarity with it, mm-hmm. It's sort of cracking open, cracking open something yeah. that makes them want to learn more. And I think about many of my clients who, as they age, have we've had a lot of clients who have gotten very sick. And honestly, I think almost everyone has said, you know, I kind of knew something was mm. wrong. Kind of knew. Didn't go to the doctor. And if only I'd have gone earlier. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know what that is that stops people from wanting to go to a doctor. And, but all this education and, and just helping people to realize that their body is, uh, uh, you know, a machine and they're the ones that are most intimate with it mm-hmm. and know when something's not right. Yeah. But often people just don't listen. Well, I, th- I think you, you hit it on the head when you said shame, shame, fear. And lack uh, of trust. I would say yeah, lack of yeah. trust, lack of trust as well. Yeah. And so that's another reason why, you know, for Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin, I mean, Gerard, I won't be the one telling you to get your BP, but it will be <laughs> one of my colleagues, right? So one of the doctors will be on the panel or one of our mm-hmm. experts, right? Um, and so to connect with a doctor in this type of setting in a film, in a theater, watching a film, is about how do we build trust? Yeah, that's that's a key. You know what's funny? Story. I, I, you know, I think of you as a doctor. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just <laughs> I forget you're not a doctor. <laughs> well, you have got just a really great lineup: um, faith and mental healing, art, and mental health. Um, legacies of mistrust, minorities in medical research. You've got some keynote speakers, youth and mental health. You know, I've got seven grandkids and mm. and for me, you know, I'm unfamiliar with all the things that they're eating and doing and are available. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this really is for a vast amount of people to gather information. We're going to take another break and when we come back, let's talk and about how people can get involved, talk a little bit more about um, the greatness of the Milwaukee Film Festival and you had talked, Gerard, earlier that this is just one of many, that you're looking at mm-hmm. a variety of different things. And Milwaukee is just such a great city. Mm-hmm. And I find that people really want, are passionate about helping Milwaukee bring the types of services 
we started a radio show called um, Milwaukee Philanthropic Connection (laughs) about two years ago. And um, we started every other Sunday doing it, and now we do it every Sunday. And there are hundreds of people in this community that are trying to find ways. And a lot of times it's something's happened, and they say, I think that maybe we can do something about this or do better. And that's what's so exciting, I think, about our community is that we want to do better, we want to make things better, and we're willing, as you said, to help people take that first step. So with that, we'll be right back. radio shows and on there you will see money sense which is what this is on and then milwaukee philanthropic community and did i do that right wendy there we go (laughs) and uh please um this is going to be such a great event and it is going to be the first one and i think it's going to shake things up a little bit and i wouldn't be surprised if there aren't other um partners like who are saying, wow, this would really help us to um, bring something to the forefront like we're trying to do with the charities. You know, we're trying to let people know what's out there. And this is really, you're doing something that is really going to um, educate, but also give people a safe place to learn that, a safe place to go to get it. And I think it's also going to start an amazing conversation, Mm -hmm. a different conversation. Yes different conversation. So let's talk a little bit more, um, Gerard, about how people can get involved in this and um, and attend this. And it's um, September 12th through the 15th. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so we're starting Thursday afternoon. So or, Well, Thursday at noon. We're going to have a medical perspectives panel, and then we have an acclaimed uh, national speaker named Charlemagne the God. That's his radio name. He's on... Uh, really popular show called The Breakfast Club Morning Show. Uh, really, really popular, actually. And he'll be in time because he is uh, a mental health advocate. He wrote a book about his anxiety and PTSD. Um, and it's interesting because part of the reason why Heidi and I chose him is because he speaks to a community. Uh, a lot of young people. You know, the hip-hop generation is really his target audience, and that is a group that we need to, to talk to about their mental health, right? So that that's gonna be really fun. And that's at Turner Hall, which is gonna be is gonna be kind of cool, right? To do to do a talk, an intimate talk <laughs> at Turner Hall. So it'll be fun. Um and then we move to Friday where we've got Save Me. Um did you wanna talk real quick about Save Me? Yeah, so Save Me um actually is another example of a partnership with that Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin have. Um, we have a partnership with the Hmong American Friendship Association. And um, one of the leaders there, as well as a new Hmong TV station, um, the producers for that TV station came together and worked with a group of students from UWM, Hmong students, who wrote a play initially and, and produced and, you know, and performed the play. Um, and now it's been captured in film. So Save Me is a film about um, mental illness or mental health 
in the Hmong community. And you can imagine, you know, Gerard had mentioned, you know, there's cultural implications to all of this, right? And so in the Hmong community, um, from a cultural standpoint, not only is it, you know, taboo to talk about mental illness, but then you have generations. So you have those who came over um, who were not born here, but then now there are at least two, maybe three generations of um, Americans who were born here. And so what does that mean from an intergenerational standpoint as well? So it's the only film as well that is um, fiction Yes, in the festival and also the only one produced here as well. Yes, and it's the only one on Friday. Yes. So it's our big, it's our first. So Thursday is opening day, right? Um, so we'll have the event at Turner Hall and then we're going to have a mixer that evening. Um, but then Friday is our first film. So we're going to do Save Me Friday Night Saturdays when it gets a little crazy. Um, so we've got, uh, I think, about five or six films on Saturday. We've got the health fair, and then we've got about six-plus mm-hmm. panels as well. And so what's interesting is, so the idea with community festivals is that the Oriental, we're trying to sort of create a campus, right, during those three or four days. So the Oriental is sort of the hub. But then Collectivo's back room, which is right around the corner on Prospect, will be uh, a facility we'll utilize. Kenilworth Square, UWM's Kenilworth Square, which is a block away from the Oriental, right across the street from Collectivo, is where the health fair will be and all of the panels on Saturday. Um, And then in the future, we might use, like, the East Library. So you'll have everything will be in this one block. Oh, and then, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then there's... Food and <laughs> beverage areas, right? right? So you, the idea was, we're gonna get you down there. Parking isn't great, so <laughs> once you get down there, you can just stay there all day. <laughs> like literally, you can stay there all day, and that and that's really the idea. Uber, go, yeah, well, go somewhere and Uber, and that's park someplace convenient and Uber. Yeah, it's that's so what we easy. tell people because yeah, Uber down here, you're gonna be down here five six hours anyway, right? So just come down. Uh, So Saturday is going to be fun and a lot of work. And then Sunday we've got a couple more panels. um, And then we've got our keynote speaker, Harriet Washington, which I'm really excited about. She wrote a book called Medical Apartheid. And it traces the history uh, from the minute Africans set foot um, in America all the way to now, to the present day. The history of medical research done on African Americans as well as medical treatment denied African Americans. And so it's the the work is really interesting um and one of the things i like about harriet washington is she is an academic but she has a very down to earth way of speaking about these really um really sort of interesting troubling times but what i love is i came away from um hearing her speak feeling really hopeful and optimistic that's the interesting thing is seeing where th- uh, the evolution of healthcare has come for for African Americans and people of color. So after she's done, we're done. We're that's it. <laughs> we're gonna, nothing else. No, we're done. But it's Thursday. We start Thursday. We've got one film Friday. We've we got everything going on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Forms, films, speakers, um, health fair, mm-hmm. health fair, and then Sunday we've got a couple more forms and a couple more speakers. The health fair though is really uh, important because it's mm-hmm. not just a health fair. Right, yeah, it's a very interactive one. So all of the uh, partners or, you know, vendors will have booths, right? And and we're talking about partners like 16th Street, 
as an example. So other healthcare providers um, and systems, um, some of the societies, the Cancer Society is an example of that. Um, so it's interactive. There'll be interactive exhibits, um, ways in which to engage with um, health experts, uh, again, in a different way, outside of the four walls of a clinic and hospital. And um, and then in addition to that, we have some forums that will take place, like that juicing um, forum is an example of that. So the forums, you, we've already talked a little bit about those, um, and then we have the films. I almost show. forgot. The Interrupters, that's one of <laughs> our, our premier uh, sort of features. The Interrupters plays at 6.30 on Saturday that is another collaboration, mm-hmm. right, um, with the Office of Violence Prevention and the Health Department. Uh, Reggie Moore is the director of the o- Office of Violence Prevention. Jeanette Kowalik is the commissioner of the Health Department. We're coming together. Mm-hmm. We're going to show this film, this documentary, uh, which is really amazing because it uh, profiles this group of violence interrupters in Chicago and their job of going into these communities and really stopping violence, Right. Milwaukee now has a similar group called 414 Life. They're all going to be there at the screening to talk about it after the film. That sounds wonderful. Um, I just want to mention um, the topics so that people can kind of hear them. It's such a beautiful array. Legacies of mistrust, healthcare and medical research in communities of color, mental health awareness, faith in healthcare, healthy relationships, eating healthy, child development and maternal well-being, healthcare access, housing, finance, employment, economic development. Mm-hmm. And you do not have to be a Milwaukee film member to attend this, but we certainly would love you all to be Milwaukee I'm, film I'm members. Telling, I'm telling and you can go to milwaukeefilm.org, yep. and now's a great time. Um, I think I think there's still some specials going on to sign up right away. Uh, the, our film is coming up. Our The Milwaukee Film Festival is, where are the dates again? Do you remember? Um, yes, uh, Thursday, October 17th through Thursday, November 1st. And every year we say it's going to be the best ever, and it's always proven to be the best ever. Absolutely. So. Um, again, my two guests, Jared Blanks, and he is the festival's director for Black Lens and Community, and Heidi Moore, who is with Freighter, and she heads up the Emerging Markets and Inclusive. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love it. And so I guess from just to sort of um, me to put this in one big frame is that this is an opportunity to be part of something new mm-hmm. and um, to help people, all people, mm-hmm. to really recognize the importance of health care and of yep. taking that first step mm-hmm. to just go in and get educated mm-hmm. because it's hard to make decisions when you're not educated. So thank you both for being part of this today. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.